So anyway, uh, yesterday we talked about what's the difference between uh, working our faith and working the word versus the gift of faith. And we talked about that yesterday. If you did not see that, that was a good, uh, the anointing of, of the Lord was really on it. And uh, it was good. Um, speaking of the anointing, when we were in Moorhead City this weekend, man, the anointing of God showed up. And one of my favorite testimonies was uh, the young man, I think his name was Chris, maybe, maybe maybe not. Anyway, he said, he said uh, he was a young guy, and I'm assuming like around 20, somewhere in there, maybe 18, maybe 22, somewhere in there. And um, I prayed for him, laid hands on him. He said, he said, I said, what happened? He said, I don't know. He said, all of a sudden my legs got tingly and I felt, I felt mm-hmm. uh, funny. And then I woke up from the ground <laughs> and he said, and my heart was in my face. <laughs> he said, and the anointing hit him. It was a great line. <laughs> so Pastor Zach says, oh, we can't wait for a kickstart. It's going to be awesome. Uh, they're going to get. Uh, blasted by the Holy their Ghost. Heart's gonna know, their, their heart's going to be in their face. Their heart's going to be in their face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He said it. it was funny, and uh, Pastor Zach kind of got kind of got blasted on Sunday multiple times. It was awesome. <laughs> so it was really fun. We had a good time. So that's cool. Yeah, Amen. So uh, yesterday, hey Ashley, good to see you. Ashley, we love you very much. And um, so. Uh, one of the, what we were talking about yesterday, if you didn't see it, make sure that you go back and watch it. We talked about faith. So yesterday was neat because we allowed everybody who was watching, we allowed the audience uh, to choose in a poll what they wanted to hear the topic of. So choose your own topic day, which was cool. We'll do that again. And uh, they said faith. And so when we started talking about faith, what really came out is what's the difference between faith that God has given every man the measure of and operating in that faith versus the gift of faith. That was one of our first questions. And that really took up a large portion of that and was really interesting. Did y'all get something mm-hmm. out of it? Oh, yeah. And then um, we talked about what it is to work your faith versus just operating in that gift of faith, how powerful the gift of faith is, how powerful our faith can be. So if you didn't see that, go back and watch that. But today, we're talking more about a faith. As we talked about it, we felt like we should go back into faith and continue talking about that. And so if you have a question on faith, how to get things to manifest, uh, any, any question on faith, uh, go ahead and ask it, and uh, Barrett's going to answer all those. So Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So anyway, uh, what, did, what did y'all get out? What stuck out to you yesterday the most? Um. Well, Bear just turned to me, so I'll start. Um, <laughs> you requested this being the topic, so I assume oh, that you had that's lots. A, that's a valid point. That's a valid point. Um, no, really what, what stuck out to me a lot was just um, help. I feel like a lot of yesterday really helped unearth and enlighten not just faith, but spiritual gifts as a whole and yeah. how they operate and how we can put our faith towards them. Because, um, you know, one of the things... We, you know, we were talking faith about faith towards well, receiving the spiritual towards gifts. Towards receiving, yeah. yeah, like faith towards receiving the gift of faith. You know, it's yeah. just like um, yeah, and, you can, you yeah. can, and um, and you know, like we were talking about how you know, uh, well, in I have it here, First Corinthians twelve, 
you know, you, you highlighted the verse, um, verse 7, but to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit. So yes. and the gifts of the Spirit, what we call the gifts of the Spirit, are the manifestations of the that's Spirit. That's right. And, uh, Biblically, that's what it says mm-hmm. specifically. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and that's what stuck out to me is that we're given the manifestation, not the individual gifts, but yeah. the manifestation yes. of the gifts. Yes. And, and those will God will, God will you know, bring up at, at the time that he deems it necessary yeah. and stuff like that. And that's, that's one of the things that really shifts the way that I've even been, even in Bible college was taught how yeah. spiritual gifts operate. Yeah. Um, and it, that was just, that, that meant a lot. It changes know. the way that you look at it, approach mm-hmm. it, yeah. operate in it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, I think it's really important mm-hmm. to see that. I, yeah. Before we go any further, I want to address something that just came up in our comments. So uh, Nicole said that Ashley, she's one of our partners, been one of our partners for a long time uh, down in Alabama. Um, her house was divinely protected last night from a fire. I haven't heard that yet. Mm-hmm. So. But the reason I wanted to point that out is, one, praise God. (laughs) Glory to God. Amen. But the second thing I want to point out is the importance of being planted at a church and partnering with ministries because, uh, do y'all remember like three weeks ago when I was standing up and I stopped and specifically said, supernatural protection now be over this body. Do you remember that? You don't remember it? Do you remember that? Vaguely. Yeah. I was I was either finishing up the service and I stopped and I said, supernatural protection be now in Jesus' name over this body and everything. And I, I sensed that in the Holy Ghost. Well, since that time, uh, since that time, we've had like like four different accounts of supernatural protection that's happened mm-hmm. since that, you know, three weeks ago or whatever. And uh, that's why, you know, uh, I mentioned it this Sunday. Uh, I mentioned it about in Psalm 92 where it says, planted in the house of the Lord, they'll flourish yeah. in the courts of he- heaven. It's very, very important for us to be connected in a covenant relationship yeah. with people that God has connected us mm-hmm. to. Yeah. And that is one of those things where, I think that it's not esteemed enough. Yeah. And and so what if somebody actually had the protection of God waiting on them in a word from the Lord of protection, but they hadn't actually partnered, Sure. Yeah. right? And then that partnership, that grace doesn't flow. We know from, from Philippians 2 that when you partner with a ministry or a person carrying an anointing, that grace that's on the ministry and on that person will flow into your yeah. life. And so while they've been partners with us for so long, they experience some of that supernatural grace and sure. protection. And, yeah. and they're not the only ones. And I'm, we're not the only ones they're partnered with, but that's all it, all it takes, too, is that, that right connection, that one yeah. connection can be very important. And so the Lord had me call that out. I specifically remember doing it because I, when I get a word of protection, I'm like, oh, man, I don't... I don't want anything bad to happen. Thank you for giving us this word, Lord. But, man, that means that yeah. the devil had plans. I don't like the thought of that. But praise God, we're partnered with God, and yeah. he gives us these words. But who you are connected to is important. And same thing in your finances and the increase. You know, last year we had the word, this is our year of increase. Yeah. 
and we had over a million dollars of extra money come in. This year is the year of multiplied increase. God is establishing some things in the lives of people that are partnered with us to multiply that increase. One word can change everything when you are connected in covenant yeah. with people that God has deemed necessary and important. And so praise God yeah. your house was protected. Praise the Lord. That yeah. that blesses me big time. So Well, and Brother Tracy's been saying it for a while, but especially at the turn of the year, the Lord, what he's been saying since the turn of the year came yeah. is the importance of that connection. Like my paraphrase of it after listening to him just this morning actually was your con who you're connected to has everything to de determines everything about whether or not you make it through what is about yes. to happen. Yes. Like divine connections yes. are key and important. And so he's been preaching like again like very strongly about you don't just hop, you don't just move no, places, no. you don't just uproot connections, you maintain them because there's life inside of them. If God called for it, there was a reason. Yeah. And I said that Sunday. I was like, you don't just jump up because you have a disagreement yeah. in doctrine. You know, you don't just move. So God, out of his covenant, knowing everything that you would, would face, decided you should be planted here, or you should be in covenant with this ministry. And now, because I have a disagreement logically, you know, I have something that I'm not seeing eye to eye on, I'm going to break the covenant call of God. Yeah. Like that's, you're, you're prioritizing one thing way higher than the other. And, and that's dangerous. And I've watched people, I've watched people die because yeah. of that. Well, <laughs> and it's not like Ashley, and Ashley's incredibly diligent to watch our broadcasts and yeah. watch the streams. Yeah. Like she, I, I genuinely don't know how you watch all the things that you do. She's great <laughs> with it. But I don't know whether or not she's heard that word. Like I go here and I don't 100% yeah. remember that specific yeah. word. Yeah. But whether or not she heard it audibly or not, because her seed is planted in this ground, that she was entitled to it. Yes. And so yes. even though she may not have heard the word to say, Pastor Brian said right. on this date, this belongs to me, so my house is protected. It's no. Yeah. It just it was attributed to her. So yeah. she had it because she was already faithful. She just said, you stay where the Holy Ghost leads you. Yeah. So, Ashley, I, want, I don't know if y'all's schedule will allow, but I want you and Ted so much to be here for Kickstart. Yes. And uh, I just want to tell you that if you can get here, we will get your hotel room. And, uh, so, Amen. Um, I, want, I want to offer that to you. I just, I've sensed that you need to get here. You need to be here. And uh, it's going to be a great week. I know you want to be here. I know that. Uh, we've had those conversations before. But um, if y'all can make it happen, we'd love to have you. So, amen. That makes me excited. Yeah, amen. Ashley! <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, faith. Faith. Glory to God. <laughs> um, no, well, you know, I, I did have a question. Okay, well, actually... Or, <laughs> what was what did you get out of most yesterday? Okay. That was uh, we didn't finish that. It's okay. Um, one of when whenever you bring up on on what Buddy was just talking about earlier the the difference between the manifestation of the Holy Spirit versus you know a gifting that God has placed in your life. One thing that I 
loved when I moved here, we actually, you were teaching on the different gifts. I don't know if you remember that. That was our Sunday morning class that we did for almost a year. Oh, okay. And so every Sunday morning before service, pastor would teach on the giftings. I probably and learned a few things since then. <laughs> I, I guarantee it because I've gone through some of the notes. I'm like, I feel like that would change a little yeah. bit. Not a lot, but just little things. Yeah. But when I moved, like, I was so excited to learn about the gifts. Like, I'd see a topic like this, and I'd click in and be like, I'm going to learn who I am, and it's so cool. And I'd, like, go through and be like, oh, I've seen this one, or I've seen this one, or I want this one. And what, especially the manifestations of the Holy, of the Holy Ghost is... It's when you allow that, when I allowed that concept to, to really become part of who I was, it challenged that belief system of I'm important. Yes. You know, there was yeah. that pride that had existed of yeah. if, okay, I've seen four of the manifestations of the earth, four of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. That means I only have however many left to go. And then I've collected them all like Pokemon cards. But you know, like <laughs> that sounds stupid, but you know, yeah. like, there's totally people that do that. Yeah. And so anytime you bring it up, it's just that reminder of it has nothing like those gifts in particular and any gift has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with what does the Lord want right now? Like yeah. with, with the manifestations of the Holy Spirit, if it flows through me, it's not because I'm so much better than buddy who it didn't flow through. It's God wanted to use me for whatever reason in that moment, but he could have just as easily have used buddy. It's yeah. as yeah. he wills. It's just me being obedient. But in order for any of this to work, Immediately, it's remove that pride. Yeah. Remove the pride of I want to be special. I want to be known. I want to be important to God. We're important to God, period. Like, yeah. that's already established. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, um, I, you know, we, we talked about it yesterday. We, we play a role in that sure. by desiring the best gifts and then applying those gifts when they're there. But ultimately, it's not really our identity. Yeah. You know, it's not a it's not a gifting of our identity. We talked about that yesterday. It is a move as the Lord wills, but He will He will will it through you as you desire it more, which is what we see in context. As you put faith and covet the best gifts, sure. desire the best gifts. Um, like I want this to operate in my life, and Lord, I'm trusting you to do this. Then, then that person who desires it—that's why he told us that I'm gonna—I'm gonna allow that to go through them more. Sure. So it's not—you're not just limited to one gift. Okay, you have word of wisdom; that's yours. If you wanted gift of faith, I'm sorry, but you know you have word of wisdom, sure. and that's who you are for the rest of your life. No, he—he—he he, he blew all of that thinking up when he said, "Desire the best gifts," because I can desire the best ones, and I can desire them. You know over and over and over again in my life. In other words, uh, it's, a, it's a great thing to understand and see exactly how, and we talked about all the details of that yesterday, well, but well, If I can, I, I want to clarify what I mean. I don't mean that we don't have a role to play when I say we, we're not, yeah, no, we're no, not no. part of it, but like, for example, I watched Brother Tracy a couple weeks ago, one of his services, and I would be hard-pressed to believe otherwise that I believe Brother Trace is probably believing for manifestations of the gifts more than yeah. anybody else in his church. Like, right. that's just, yeah. I believe that. And yet at one point in the service, and he flows in the prophetic, like he's, he's anointed to do yeah. so. Yeah. And at one point in the service, he turned to a congregant and he's like, come up here. 
the Lord is going to speak something through you right now. And it's not that Brother Tracy's not desiring for those gifts. Yeah. It's And this person could have very much been desiring for it too. But for whatever reason, just in that moment, God decided through her. Yeah. It's going to yeah. come through her. Yeah. So she could have been desiring it or, or, or not as much as she could have. You know what I mean? It's, that's the part the Lord's had to check me on is it's, you can desire or, or but it's not, you don't earn it. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I've had to get is you don't earn a gift. You can apply your faith toward it, you but you're not pay paying for it. For yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. It's not, it goes back to paying the price. I, one of the things that you start to see is at any point that you, at any point that your brain goes into, I'm making a payment for this, you start moving into legalism. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's almost automatically legalism, which means it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. When you go into and say, Lord, because I love you, I love you. And because of that, I want to sow my obedience. And I'm going, in other words, it's costing my flesh something. Yeah. So it is a cost. Sure. It's costing my flesh something, but I'm giving this to you out of my love, not not to make a payment. You know, I'm receiving that payment. Then all of a sudden, you move into the place where I'm receiving by faith, and you know, whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. I'm sowing it by love. At what point are we not supposed to? At what point are we supposed to sow under compulsion, which would be a payment? Never. Never. So when I'm sowing, the whole motivation of sowing should be on love. Now, I should sow with expectation. Yeah. The Bible teaches us to sow with expectation. So I can take, all right, Lord, I need this in my life. You know, I need this this amount of money or I need to, you know, pay off my debt, you know, or whatever. So I'm going to sow a seed with debt's name on it, you know, a petition specifically for that. I'm yeah. sowing this seed to pay off that debt. And so that looks like you're making a payment, but are you doing it to make an actual payment or are you doing it? I'm sowing this because I love you and I want the kingdom advance. And I know in expectation, this is going to come back here. And so the heart is what changes it from a payment to an obedience. You know, obedience is better than sacrifice. If I'm making a payment, it's a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. If I'm giving it in love, it's obedience, and the heart makes that change. So. I'm only laughing because you literally just said multiple things that Brother Tracy said verbatim on Sunday, mm. like like ver, ver, the same. The same. So it, anytime yeah. it happens, and I haven't it, watched it. So. It tickles me anytime <laughs> it happens because it's the same. It's the same Holy Ghost. Yeah, it's the, the giftings. Look. Yeah, it's just so fun. Yeah, like the same thing. I love said. watching that. That's like at Moorhead City this past weekend. Like Pastor Zach was, if he's still on there, he can verify. But multiple times he was like, "You don't know these people." He said, "You started saying stuff," and I, I noticed multiple times. Like, he just started crying when I was talking to people and telling them different things. He's like, you don't know them. He said, but the Holy Ghost does. And he started yeah. speaking directly to that person. And that's and why they're I there. I love that. Yeah. That's why the giftings are yes, there. It's yeah. not for us. It's for it's yeah. for others. Yeah. Like, it has nothing to do with building up ourselves. It has to do with bettering the body. I like, love it. I love it. So, what? It's rubbing. Okay, they're, they're telling me to fix, <laughs> fix myself. <laughs> Check yourself. Check myself. All right. <laughs>
Thank you. <laughs> All right. Oh, Pastor Zach said, yep, yep. And uh, that blessed me so much. I think the biggest thing, of course, the person was blessed, but for me was watching him be blessed. You know, yeah. as a pastor who loves his people and knows, I can't tell you how many times I've been doing that. Like, you know, Brother Tracy will step up to somebody and he starts speaking directly in their life. I'm like, oh my gosh, they needed that right now. That's so perfect for where they are. And I'm like, that blessed me. Like, if they'll grab all of that, their life will change right now. You did that so. a couple of weeks ago on the broadcast. When the broad, well, you do it all the time, but this happened to be one where I knew like things that people were dealing with. And when the broadcast finished, I told you, I was like, you said things specifically for this person, specifically oh, for this yeah, person, yeah. and this person. Yeah. And like it things was, I didn't know. No, yeah. it was so cool. God, that's why the Lord wants to release those gifts, and that's why we should covet those gifts in our lives. And um, so, Amen. Question. <laughs> well, um, I was just, you know, in light of the what we've been talking about, how yeah. um, you want to covet earnestly the best gifts. You want to, um, and He distributes them, you know, as as He wills. Yeah. I guess I guess they're more clarifying questions because, um, you know, a lot of what I was taught com- comes out of this chapter, you know. Right. Like whenever he then goes into talking about, you know, we're all one body but individual members, you know, a lot of times people look at that and say, well, you that's why people should have have individual gifts because this person might be gifted in that one and he's important. Like the eye doesn't say to the ear, you're not necessary. And a lot of people look at that, and then they look at when Paul talks about um, all aren't apostles, all aren't teachers, are, aren't all aren't workers of miracles. Are are they all don't have gifts of healings? Do they? Um, and all do not speak in tongues? Do they? And people will take that and say, "Well, you don't." Even though yeah. that's right before where he says, "But covet desirely." Yeah. You know, but or but earnestly desire. You know, the, the best, best gifts. gifts. Yes. Yeah. But I was just wondering if you would, if you could, you know, uh, clarify what's what you know, some of these scriptures in particular that some people might be confused about. Well, sure. You have Romans chapter 12 where you see, I think it's called the motivational gifts. Uh, Mm -hmm. You have 1 Corinthians 12 where you see the gifts uh, of the Spirit, what we call the gifts of the Spirit. I like to call them the manifestations of the Spirit um, because I think it defines them better. And then you have at the bottom of 1 Corinthians 12, uh, you have where it says you have in the local church. So it's the local local church body gifts. You have first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, and then it goes on like that. So mm-hmm. a lot of times, it, one of the things that I think is very important is when you're looking at Scripture, of course, is to look at the full context of Scripture. And you can't just cherry pick one Scripture out of that that says, are all apostles, mm-hmm. are all, do all have gifts of healing. You can't just look at that one scripture and form a doctrine on it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then we get in trouble. because One of the things to recognize is that our corrupted flesh and its thinking is constantly wanting to pay a payment, yeah. pay a price for our corruption. It, it's, a, it's a part of the curse yeah. that it feels condemned. Uh, and because of that condemnation, our corrupted flesh's thinking also is, I can't go higher. I can't be that. I'm I'm awful. I'm I'm corrupted. I'm I'm messed up. I'm I'm you know all of this. So our corrupted flesh is constantly reminding us of our corruption. And what we have to remind it of by the renewing of the word is that remind our flesh 
No, the real me is the spirit man, and I'm the righteousness of God in Christ, which then gives me rights to operate like God, yeah. you know, to operate like him on his level, you know. Uh, I heard somebody else, somebody say it the other day, and they, they basically said, you know, you're as close, you, you how you're designed and can operate is as close to being God without actually being him that you can be, mm-hmm. you know. And that's biblical. That is a biblical statement when you look at the full counsel of the word. Um, but, but who thinks like that today in the church? No, not many people. And so when having that understanding, when you go in and you read that one thing, and it's like all or not this, are they? Then immediately our corrupted flesh's thought is, well, I can just have one gift. Mm-hmm. right? But that's not what that's saying because one of the very next verses in verse 31 says, but covet the best gifts. Yeah. Well, how how jacked up is that? For God, if God said, you can only have one, but long for all the other ones. Mm-hmm. Like, that's messed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. unjust. Mm-hmm. That's not right. Like, okay, I'm going to let you desire all these, but you can only have one. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not the heart of God. And, of course, if you just know that God is absolute love, if you know that God is absolute love, then you'll sit there and be like, that's not what he's saying there. Yeah. That's not what he's saying there. What, he, what he's saying is we all have a different lane to run in. We have things that we will operate in more than other things. But he's saying all of this is available. Put some faith on it. Desire it. Yeah. You know, stop, stop limiting yourself. Desire the best gifts and covet it. So when he makes that statement in... 1 Corinthians 12, I think it's 31, is it right? Yeah. And when he makes that statement in verse 31, and he says, covet the best gifts, he's legitimately opening up all of the manifestations of the Spirit to you because you can covet the best. And think about this. At what point does covet the best gifts end? When does that end? So I can, let's say, I, I covet the gift of healing, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, now I have the gift of healing. I'm operating the gift of healing, and, yeah. and it's flowing in my life on a regular basis. So now all of a sudden I'm supposed to stop coveting the best gift. So that means I can go on to the next one. So now I'm, I'm covered the gift of faith. Glory to God. Now I'm operating that. So now I just stop. Okay, yeah. that's it. You're done. You got, you got an extra one. You got faith too. Like, <laughs> you're done, you know? No, that that word and that promise continues it's perpetual that i can covet the best gift so in other words i can keep coveting all nine of them in that particular you know past i can covet all nine of them right and i can covet those things i can desire those things Mm -hmm. and i can even desire you know those offices he says are we have to recognize that an office of god is different from the manifestations of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit. But even those, I can covet those things. I can ask the Lord for those things. That doesn't mean that I'm going to walk in them, but I can covet. I'm talking specifically about the ascension gifts. The ascension gifts, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. And he makes that point. Are all apostles, you know, is everybody going to be an apostle? No, not everybody's going to be an apostle they're not all going to be a prophet. They may have some prophetic giftings, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean they are installed in the office yeah. of a prophet, right? 
And so you're not going to have that, and he makes that declaration, but that doesn't mean that we can't operate in the other gifts when he says, covet the best gifts, yeah. right? And so we have to see that the full counsel is not limiting, but freeing mm-hmm. in that way. Now, somebody would be wrong to say, well, I'm, I'm free, and I can be a prophet if I want to. Well, now you're crossing that scripture. Yeah. You're, cross, you're crossing a different scripture in that way. And uh, that's not what it's saying. He's actually saying specifically, you know, no in that way. And and he does say, do all have the gifts of of healing? So what he's telling us in that verse is, don't try to operate in something that's not flowing through you, Mm -hmm. right? He's he's saying in the local, and that specifically is the local church, Mm -hmm. because when you look at the end of 1 Corinthians 12, it's talking about the local church. Um, and And he's saying, when you're in the local church, don't try to operate in something that you're not operating in. Yeah. Like, don't don't force the ball to the receiver. Don't um, uh, don't just try to manifest something because you want to. Yeah. Man, believe God for it. Covet it. Coveting it. There's one place where coveting is okay. Coveting the things of God. Uh, in the New American, that says, "Desire the best gifts. Desire those gifts." Yeah. But don't try to step into them if they're not flowing in you. Yeah. And so like what we talked about yesterday in the gift of faith, when it dropped in in me, when the gift of faith drops in me, I knew it. Yeah. You know, when uh, Kevin brought up yesterday, Kevin Nowicki brought up that gift of tongues that came out of me in 2020. Um, he remembered it. It was, it was so distinct. Mm-hmm. He still remembers it a year and a half later, mm-hmm. basically, right? Uh, because it was a distinct gift that was released in that moment. Yeah. Well, that is, uh, that's what the gifts do. They're very distinct. They're very powerful. We need them in operation in the church more, which means we need more believers that are desiring those best gifts. But for me to step up in front and say, I just want to have the gift of tongues right now. Now I'm crossing the nature of those scriptures because I want it. No, this is as he wills in those gifts. The offices of God are as he wills in that. He doesn't just hand out apostleship to whoever says, hey, can I be an apostle? You know, mm-hmm. He doesn't hand that out. So you have to take the full counsel of scripture in there. But then he says, covet or desire the best gifts. Mm-hmm. So just because you don't have it now, don't not desire it right. and not Ask the Lord, you know, to walk in things. And I can tell you from my experience, like I had a problem with that because I'm thinking, well, if God wants to pour out an office on me, like the office of a pastor, he's going to have to do that. <clears throat> and then he started to, he actually started to write in my spirit, I want you to start putting faith mm-hmm. on walking in this office, in, in an office. And I went, well, that seems contrary to how I've thought before. But now I've seen that come to pass. And then, but I want you to see this, I started putting faith on what was I doing. I was desiring it because he wrote that in my heart. And then as I did that, I came to moments in services. And I remember a couple of moments very specifically where the Lord said, ask me for this now. Ask me for this right now in this moment. Ask me for this. And I asked him for it, and he gave it. Yeah. Right? But it came from desiring that 
you know, before. So I feel like there, there could be questions on what I just said or clarification, but go ahead. Well, what, as you're talking, what came up to me is I think I believe that we've just thought of what a believer is too narrowly. Like as you're talking about, yeah. you can desire yeah. any, you can desire the gifts. You can even desire, you know, not the office necessarily, right. but the giftings. What are the giftings for? I think you can, no, I'm saying I think you can desire the offices too, but don't just willy-nilly do it. Sure. You know, and and on the gifts and the offices, you never assume those without God backing it and confirming it. Sure. You don't do that. So. But 100%, yes, yeah. sir. When you're talking, what what comes up to me is, we have, I believe the body has just assumed that a believer is so much less and all right, of these things right. should just really come through the fivefold. Right. But a believer, what does a believer need? Anything that God needs that believer to have. Yes. The gifts are for others. Uh, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Yeah. Your job is for others. That's yes. why you exist, is to build up the body to the full stature of Christ. Like, that's why we have them. Yeah. So as of this moment, the Lord has not told me, believe for the office of a prophet. Right. But I I desire prophetic things to come out of me right. because I want the body to be built up. Yeah. You know, when I was in the position of leading youth, I wrongly wanted to be a pastor, but I also had... I believe at different points, an anoint a pastoral anointing that would come on me for them because yeah. they needed it. Yeah. They yeah. needed it in that position. So the Lord allowed it to flow through. Right. And if I believe if the body would start understanding, I need more of this stuff active in me all the time. Like I need to have an evangelistic anointing in me so I can go out and win the souls, yeah. not just the evangelists that are ordained That's by God, right. but right. I need to be a good soul winner. Yeah. There are moments where I need to break ground, like an apostle breaks ground. There's yeah. moments where I need to teach the word, like a teacher teaches the word. There's moments I need to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. And so at, just as a believer, not an ordained fivefold person. I need to have all of this happening yes. in my life to be considered God's normal. Yeah. So if I would believe that it's normal for me to operate in all of this stuff, yeah. I would start seeing all of this stuff. Yeah. And that's, it's just, I've never thought of it in Stop that way. Stop shutting down. Stop putting a cap on something that God hasn't put a cap yeah. on. And so, see, it's the flesh that caps that by reading one verse. Yeah. It's the flesh that caps that. It's the corrupted thinking that caps that. And that doesn't mean that somebody on their own accord steps into an area because they want to. Remember, Jesus didn't do that either, even though he was the Son of God. He only did what he saw the Father yeah. do, do, and he only spoke what he heard the Father say. So. You know, Pastor John put up uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 31 in the Passion uh, Translation. He said, and this says it well, um, but you should all constantly boil over with passion yeah. in seeking the higher gifts. Yeah. You should all boil over in passion in seeking the higher gifts. That's yeah. exactly it. So I'll give you an instruction that the Lord, this kind of shows this. So I definitely am not, uh, called into the office of an evangelist, sure. right? That's not, I definitely am, I'm not fulfilling that 
office uh, as my number one thing in that way. I'll, I say it that way for a reason. But so many times in the past, and let me show you how the Lord corrected me, and this will kind of shine light on what we're talking about, is if I was, if I was called to an office, it definitely was the pastor at this point sure. when, when the Lord corrected me. And I would make the statement of all the ascension gifts, the one that I operate in the least is an evangelist. And I would even say, I'm definitely not an evangelist. And the Lord said, you stop saying that. You stop saying that. Yeah. Now, and he didn't just say evangelist giftings. I wasn't saying that. I was saying the office of an evangelist. Now, I want you to see this. I'm not called to the office of an evangelist. I'm not an evangelist in that way. In, that way. in, in reality, I'm not in that office. Mm -hmm. But he told me, stop saying I don't operate in that office. Mm -hmm. Now, why would he tell me that when I'm not going to be instilled in the office of an evangelist to stop saying that? Because I was saying that I wasn't called to that office and I was shutting down the flow yeah. of that office through me. Yeah. Even though I'm not calling that office, I was shutting down some of the gifts that he wanted to roll through. Yeah. You see? And so, in other words, in, I was definitely not desiring that office. Yeah. But by saying that, I was not desiring the gifts of that office to flow through either. And I was wrong. He corrected me strongly on yeah. that. And so what that shows is I could be desiring those gifts, even though I'm not operating in yeah. the office. I could be desiring those gifts and coveting those gifts. Well, it's like a believer needs to make disciples. Like yeah. that's our job. What's being a disciple maker? Yes. It's really like being a pastor. Yeah. It's, it's not the same thing, but you need that same sort of heart, that enduring patience and kindness yeah. and ability to disciple them. So yeah. to just assume you're the only one is, is ignorant. Like I need to be able to, pastor in right. that you know what I mean like I yeah, need to be able to make a disciple make disciples yeah. yeah what happens if you go to Juarez Mexico right and, yeah. and you're standing in front of a bunch of people who don't know the Lord and you've been speaking over yourself I'm not an evangelist I'm not an evangelist you're cutting off the ability to evangelize that's to those people exactly right yeah. and that's exactly what was happening mm -hmm. that's you exactly gone huh? you no. probably would have never and gone so, that's exactly and so then since I stopped doing that wrongly, and I started receiving, no, I operate in the giftings, every gifting, and I desire the giftings of an evangelist. I desire the giftings of a prophet. I desire the giftings of, of this. I desire that. Yeah. All of that started to flow more, and I found myself in front of people speaking, and the gift of an evangelist would come out. Yeah. And, and I'm like, and all the anointing, all of a sudden, instantly, my altar calls as a pastor, started to rise. Yeah, they did. They did. And, I mean, it started to rise because I was willing to not shut the door on those mm -hmm. giftings, and I needed that. And then all of a sudden he put me in places, and, and I'd be preaching. I'm like, this is, you know, I, I, I'd think about it like this. This isn't Pastor Brian. This is Evangelist Teddy. Mm -hmm. You know, this is this is Ted Jr. preaching right here, you know. And I'd, I'd sense that, that evangelistic anointing coming through, yeah. And um, that impartation of it, and I would, and I'd be like, "Praise God, yeah. praise God!" You know. You also, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, I was just <laughs> going to say, you also put yourself in position to 
receive instruction on that. Like I, yeah. I happen to have been in different circumstances with you where the Lord would then drop wisdom through somebody else of how to grow evangelistically. Yes. Like here's here's a way that I've learned to do it from yes. evangelists yeah. themselves of this is how you communicate here. Yeah. And whereas I'm sure you would have been humble and heard it before, you, you received it differently because sure. you were believing to do it differently. And then yeah. it switched on a dime because you yeah. were open to it. Well, when he, start, when he corrected that in me, I started listening to altar calls. Mm-hmm. And, and like, how does this person do altar calls? And how does this person do altar calls? Yeah. Like, what is it? You know, let me pick up on the anointing that's doing it. And all of a sudden, that anointing started flowing because I had stopped not desiring those giftings and had started desiring those giftings. And it 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 um, filled out my ministry in that way. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know we got to wrap yeah, well, up, but, um, you know, conversely, just because that gifting flowed through you doesn't mean you automatically label yourself. I'm an evangelist yeah. now. Absolutely not. Because yeah. I've, I've heard, I've, I've heard <laughs> ministers yeah. who are saying, well, you know, this flowed through me, therefore I am yeah. this I, I am a part of this fivefold gifting, and then they just adopt that because yes. it flowed through them once. Even if it never flowed through them again, they're yes. then identifying as that gifting. Yes. So like on the flip side, you know, just because it flowed through you doesn't mean that that's yeah. what you're called to yeah. do. At the same time. You know, well, ultimately what we've talked about today, and we'll probably rename the broadcast, is what gifts can we, use, can yeah. we have? What yeah. gifts can I have? You yeah. know, what gifts can you have? Um, and I hope that you've gotten a lot out of it. Uh, listen, what we're about to do is we're about to stop our broadcast, and we're going to join the broadcast of Pastor John Culbertson. We'll share that uh, where we where we can, so look for that, Facebook, YouTube. And uh, we're getting ready to jump into that uh, from 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock Eastern time. Looking forward to that. We're going to be talking about the faithfulness of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, But right now we want to wrap up. If you would like to give today, you can go to giveww.org. Uh, you know the drill. Go there, uh, sow seed, and we want to pray for that right now. Father, in Jesus' name, let every seed be blessed. Let it be pressed down, shaken together, running over. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it and we praise you for it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for multiplied yeah. increase. In the name of Jesus, for everyone that's watching, we praise God for you. We're going to say goodbye to you right now, and uh, we're going to pretty cut this all pretty quick. Uh, but we love you very much. We'll see you back here tomorrow at eleven thirty for Lunch Plus on the What's Right broadcast. And uh, thank you guys for being here. Yep. I love you. Amen. Love you. Did you get something out of it? Yes, sure. sir. <laughs> Hallelujah. Did y'all get something out of it? Hallelujah. Here's Abigail to take us out. <laughs> Have a great day. Hey guys, just a few reminders. We will be back tomorrow at 1130, but we definitely want to invite you to join us with Pastor John starting in just a couple minutes. So be looking out for that. We also want to remind you of Kickstart. It is coming up super soon. And the weekend before Kickstart is Lead 22. We would love for you to be able to join us at both events, but we're going to hop on with Pastor John in just one moment, so we'll see you in just a second.